Blog Talk Radio. Okay, hi everybody. We're back with part two of the Bird Grains with Ken and Mark and my guest host today filling in for Mark Echo, who is on the mend, and uh, we wish him well as Hall of Fame writer Ray Didinger. Ray, you're back with us. How are you? I'm very well. Good. So we're, we've been talking about the Eagles and, and, and you know, I think um, I've been as critical of Howie as anybody. You know, with some of the moves he's made, like you know, trading and, you know, playing by Justin Jeff, uh, Jefferson for Jalen Rager and, and some of the stuff. But I got to I gotta tell you, starting with the, uh, the draft of Devontae Smith and, and the players that he's added specifically this year, filling needs, filling boards, I thought the draft was what's better. You know, I, I think, in all honesty, you know, Jalen Hurts has improved and a lot of the players have improved. I, I think Howie's improved too, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, no question. No question. And, you know, the year that they did win the Super Bowl, 2017, how he was, he won the Executive of the Year Award, and justly so, when you looked at that roster and, you know, the guys that he brought in and the way they contributed for that team from, you know, Torrey Smith and Jay Ajayi and Chris Long. And, I mean, every free agent and off-season move that they made was a home run. I mean, they didn't miss on a single one of them. I mean, every guy they brought in played, and every guy they brought in contributed. And this year, same way. I mean, it's been – and the thing is that there was tremendous – pressure on Howie this year. I mean, there were a lot of people that when the Eagles were were in the position where they had the three first-round draft picks and they had some money to spend, I mean, the talk in town, you know, and talk radio and stuff, if you were just, or people on the street, it was, oh, man, you know, we've got all this, you know, why, I wish, just wish Howie wasn't the one making the picks, you know, and, and a lot of those same people were saying, hey, trade that whole draft, trade all three of those draft picks for Russell Wilson, you know, trade, you know, make, you know, you got all those draft picks, let's trade yeah. them for Russell Wilson or trade, yeah. them for Desha- trade them for Deshaun Watson. Yep. I mean, that was, I mean, that was the whole conversation, uh, 24-7 on WIP. Uh, well, you know, look around now. I mean, who, who's saying that now? I mean, Jalen Hurts is a guy that's got a very real stake on a, the most valuable player this year. He could very well wind up winning it. You know, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is struggling terribly on both. And now Denver's saddled with that awful contract that there's no way they're going to get out from under. Mm-hmm. And Deshaun Watson, I mean, who knows where his career goes from here. And meanwhile, you've got a guy who's who's you know has shown tremendous improvement. He's got complete command of the team. Uh, he's playing great football, and you know, guess what? Your franchise quarterback was right here the whole time, and not everybody recognized it, but how he did. Yeah. You know, and even the moves this year. I mean, uh, Eagles are struggling against the run. They bring in the, the Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph and uh, Quinn, and you know, it's just a series of moves. Not only by Howie, but I also think that uh, Nick Sirianni has really stepped up his game. Uh, number one, I know you know the coordinators have a, a hand in the, will actually have control of the play calling and everything. But you know he never seems to leave an opportunity. Um, uh, no, no stone is unturned when you know even like if time is running out on the quarter well he's not going to walk off of the sideline he's going to have the guys try to get them to jump offside i mean it's little things and listen that might work once a year but when it does it may win you a football game so sure. i'm really impressed with Sirianni and his growth as a coach his second year i just uh, I, I think it's a great thing for for the team and the city so let, let's jump into our game we've got about 10 minutes left in, in this segment and i want to talk to you about the best that I can recall. And in the last segment, I told you that 
Eagles was the best Eagles team that I can remember. Now, I was was around from 1980. I do believe that this Eagles team is deeper and better than that 1980 team. You know, you can go back to the Andy Reid days of 2001 when they lost to Tampa Bay at home in the championship. Uh, I think it was 2003 when they lost to Carolina. Of course, 2004, uh, we, we lost the Super Bowl to New England. 2017, we won the Super Bowl uh, under Doug Peterson. Um, What what do you think about this team and where they rank uh, so far uh, with what you've seen? Well, what they're doing is historic. I mean, if you're looking at the, I mean, just the measurables, the metrics, um, where they rank offensively, where they rank defensively, the yards they're putting up, both throwing the ball and and running the ball. Um, I mean, they, if you just go by the, analytics of it they're they're probably the best team in eagles history um you know the 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 60 team as much as i loved them and i loved them to death because i was just a kid watching them and tommy mcdonald was my hero but i mean they were in many ways a a lightning in a bottle team i mean they kind of came out of nowhere and within two years they were back in last place uh but they won the championship it was their moment and they took it then they seized it uh but in terms of the, the talent on the roster, people would tell you, even the guys on the team would tell you that we weren't the best team in the league that year. We just played, we played the best at the right time. It's this interesting team, you use that term because I use that term for the 2017 team, caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, I think that's fair. And, and when you say that, people say you're saying that they were a fluke. And I'm not saying they were a fluke. There's no. two, it's, two, it's two different things. You know, there's nothing – pro football is too hard to say anything's a fluke. I mean, you, you have to work for everything you get. But sometimes things just kind of break your way. Uh, and there's no shame in that, but that's just the truth. I mean, sometimes teams are, are, are in the right place at the right time, and they take advantage of it. And then other teams are just are – just, juggernauts you know and they're just mm-hmm. and and the the only other eagles team that i've seen that i thought sort of was fit that description was the eagles team when they got to the year that they had owens i mean they you know before owens broke his ankle i mean they were they were 14 and one uh and they you know they were the best team in football by leaps and bounds i thought and they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Uh, they lost to the Patriots in a championship game. But I thought in terms of just the roster, I thought that that was the best roster I had seen. This one might be better. I mean, just it's, it's, it's strength on both sides of the ball. Uh, it's depth. And, uh, and even though that offensive line of that Eagles team, that, that team, was very good. I mean, Runyon and Thomas and those guys, I mean, they were really good players. But tackle to tackle, I think this no. group is better. No question. No question it's the most athletic offensive line. Hey, listen, these guys run counters and traps all day long. These guys pull. Jason Kelsey's talking about retiring. He's running like a gazelle. I saw Lane Johnson the other day uh, wrap around the left side from the right. And uh, How would you like to get in front of Lane Johnson with a full head of steam? I mean, these guys are amazingly athletic, this offensive yeah, line. They are. I mean, they, they, they win the game up there. I mean, you, all the, you know, Sanders has, has improved tremendously, and, and Hertz is playing great, and the two receivers are outstanding. But what they're doing offensively, it all starts on the offensive line, and, those, and, and, and Hertz is the first one to tell you that. I mean, if you really watch the tape, you see, I mean, this isn't just the best offensive line in football. It's the best offensive line by leaps and bounds. I mean, there's nobody even close to these guys. I agree, and that's saying you win the game in the trenches. So let's play a lightning round game here. We're going to talk first about the best Eagles coaches of all time. I'll give you my list. You give me yours. Okay. For me. Mm-hmm. Follow that up with Andy 
position there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have won the title. And then Doug Peterson gets some kudos for winning the Super Bowl. Buddy Ryan, those are my five. How would you compare that to yours? Yeah, uh, I would. I would go with Dick. I would go to, with Dick number one. Um, I would. I would probably. You know, I'm going to go old school on you and, and say Greasy Neal. Uh, for for winning for winning back to back and in, in well he went to the championship game in forty seven then won yeah. the championship forty eight forty nine uh, and that was you know that was the first championship team and he was the coach of that team only had one assistant coach which is a little different than, than today's <laughs> he, you know, it was, he he coached one side of the ball and he had one of the oh, coach defense and that was that was amazing. it so that was a, that was a different era but yeah. you know that 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 Eagles team still holds a distinction in pro football history is the the only champion, the only team that won back-to-back championship games by shutout. They won seven nothing over the Chicago Cardinals in '48, and they won fourteen nothing over the Rams in '49. <clears throat> so they're the only team to win back-to-back World Championships by shutout. Yeah, well, I'm giving myself a pass on that one because I was born in 1957, Ray. Right, I, 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 I accept that. <laughs> now, where, where do you think, uh, Buddy Ryan, Doug Houston, and Bob are they on your list? Um. Yeah, I mean, Andy would certainly be Andy would certainly be next, and then I would go with Doug, who won the who won the Super Bowl. You know, I was not the biggest. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. I'm filling in for Mark Eckel, who's the biggest Buddy Ryan fan in the world, uh, and 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 would, and would have probably put Buddy first on this list. I was not as big a Buddy fan because I mean, I, I can't put him over any of the other guys because he never even won a postseason. Of course. I know the fans, here, the fans here love him. The fans here love him because they loved his personality, uh, and they love the fact that he always beat the Cowboys and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he was over three in the playoffs. On several occasions. Man, friendly, light. the best quarterbacks. Oh, okay. And we're talking, I have Randall, Morgan, Jaws, Donovan, Nab, Michael Vick, and then the combination of Foles and Wentz. I'm still going to, uh, I, again, I'm, I'm going to go older than most of the listeners probably, and I'm going to say Van Brocklin. Uh, I, I think that, um, that that could team could not have won a championship with any quarterback other than him. I mean, he came in and uh, uh, took a team that was absolutely nowhere in '58, uh, and took them to a championship game, and and handed Vince Lombardi his only postseason loss. He was the MVP of the regular season. He was the MVP of the championship game, uh, and that championship game was his last game. He walked. He retired, and uh, so he only played three years in Philadelphia. So people look at his numbers and say that doesn't look like much. But anybody that was here and remembers the 1960 season, um, it would be hard to put anybody ahead of him. That was mm-hmm. the best season of quarterbacking I've seen in this town. Okay, who else you got? I guess you'd, I guess you'd probably just have to put Donovan number two on, on this. I mean, it does his numbers mm-hmm. and the fact that, that and the fact that he won. You know, I mean, the numbers, you know, the stats, and the yards and the touchdowns. I mean, that's all fine. But to me, quarterbacking is really about the bottom line, which is winning and losing. Mm-hmm. And Donovan won a lot of games, you yep. know. So, so I, I would probably put him second. Um, I, I might put Jaworski third. 
mm-hmm. uh, because he took the team to the playoffs four years in a row and was NFL Player of the Year in 1980, deservedly mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, and you know, then I, I would I would certainly have to put Randall in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in terms of his athletic gifts, might have been the, the most gifted quarterback the Eagles have ever had. Yes, he, I he agree did, with he, that. Yeah, I mean, he did things on the field that I don't know that anyone's ever done. The best athlete that ever played quarterback, certainly in Philadelphia yeah, I, history. Yeah, I, I think so. It's, I mean, it's a shame, and this goes back to the Buddy thing. I mean, it's a shame he was never coached. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he, I mean, Randall was Randall literally was never coached until he got to Minnesota. Right. He, you know, when he when he came back after being out of football for a year, he wound up in Minnesota, and wound up with Denny Green and Brian Billick, and he yeah. finally got coached for the first time. Well, in his life. and he sh- and he should have went to the Super Bowl. It was a, a missed a miss kick that uh, exactly. kept him out of the Super Bowl. All right, so we have ninety seconds left. Ray, the best Eagles of all time here on my list: Reggie White, number one. Chuck Bednarik, number two. Brian Dawkins, number three. I have Harold Carmichael as number four. And actually, I have Randall Cunningham as number five. I know your list is going to differ a little bit, probably. Yeah, the same, same guys pretty much. But I would put, I would put Chuck number one um, because of his ability. I fact that at the age of 35, he's playing 60 minutes. And I would also have to put Steve Van Buren. Um, who yes. Was, who oh, you're absolutely right. That was a no mission. Yep. Van, Van Buren, Buren. would be there, and 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 uh, I would put Doc would be in my number three. That would be yep. they, that, to me. They were the three greatest players in Eagles history. <laughs> hey, hey, Ray. This is uh, it's really an honor for me. You know, as the publisher of Jersey Man and Philly Man magazine, I've had the opportunity to work with Stan Hockman and, and Bill Lyon and some of the other Philadelphia journalism rates, and I put you on that list, and you have been so kind to me over the years. I see you on several occasions, and it's always a pleasant experience, and I really appreciate you filling in for Mark Eckel today and want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas, Ray. Thank you. Same to you, Ken. It's been great. To, it's been great getting to know you over the years, and it's and it's always a pleasure, and best wishes to you, and I hope Mark is back and uh, back on the show with you next week. Thank you, sir. Take right, care, take everybody. Care, See you. Bye-bye.